All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Real Talk. Jeff here, Brad here. Brad, how are you, sir? About as good as I can be. You know, Steelers yeah. lost, but much as that sucks personally, it's just another reminder why the NFL is the best. So, got to take it as it comes. NFL is the best. Um, we're going to do our best to give you our top 10 teams today. You know, it's it's a Tuesday, and we're going into week 16, which is really crazy because it seems like just yesterday we, we started our preseason um, predictions, and all of a sudden it was week one, and we've just been rolling ever since. So uh, the season's just moving right along, and we'll keep it moving here if you don't have anything else to add. Yeah, absolutely. Let's kick it off. Coming in at number 11 again this week. I did an 11th team. Um, only because I wanted to keep this team in my top 10. I just couldn't because they lost to the Jets. It's the Rams. Um, that lost hurt. It was a kick to the stomach. I talked the Rams up so much last week and on the live show. I said that they were going to beat the Rams uh, or the Jets 50-3. to I was obviously really wrong. <laughs> um, they're still a good football team. I haven't lost complete faith, but I took them off the top 10 this week. Just wanted to feature them at 11. Coming in at number 10, though. I'm sorry. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, they're only the only reason they're on this list is because of how good they are defensively in their record. Um, what I've seen for the "What have you done for me lately?" is absolutely nothing. They're 11 and three, plus 102 on the year, um, but 18.9 points allowed per game is second best in the league. Um, this team has issues. They have flaws. They're coming out at a glaringly. Um, just they're they're just popping out everywhere and, and unfortunately two of their last three losses are teams that they probably shouldn't have lost to we'll, we'll keep it moving coming in at number nine tampa bay bucks uh they're nine and five plus 80 on the year four of their nine wins have come from being down 10 points or more um they're in every game they're they're battling they're, they have flaws as much as anybody uh but they seem to they seem to put some teams away and they're moving right along Coming in at number eight, I love this football team. They're they're very good. I think they're a little flawed offensively. I, I don't love them offensively, but they're so good defensively. It's the Miami Dolphins. Uh, they're plus 95 on the year. 18.4 points per game allowed is the best. It's slightly above the Steelers. They're number three in turnover differential. They don't turn it over, and they take it away. They got a bunch of leaders on this team. They're well-coached. I think if I could have... Even an average starting QB, I would like this team a little bit more. But having a rookie in the spot that they're in, I don't love it. I almost almost think that Fitzpatrick should probably be the guy at this point, just because of how good this team is. I just don't know if it's um, the right call to have Tua in there, but who knows? Coming in at number seven, Cleveland Cleveland Browns. They're ten and four, minus six on the year, which is by far the worst on this list. Um, they're giving up 26.7 points per game, which is by far the worst of any of my top 11 teams. But what they do well, they run the football. I mean, they control the clock. And Baker, since uh, removing o Odell Beckham from his life, 15 touchdowns, one pick. Um, gotta like it. I mean, I don't hate it. Uh, they haven't lost a game in several weeks. Their last loss, I think, came to the Raiders. So, uh, lots to like about this Browns team. They have uh, Pittsburgh looming. They could clinch a playoff spot this week with a win and a loss from a couple other teams. And then next week they have a chance if Pittsburgh loses to play for division. Who knows? 
number six, the Seattle Seahawks, 10 and four plus 74 on the year, 293 yards per game given up is the worst in the NFL. Uh, I like this team solely because of Russell Wilson uh, and their offensive weapons of Tyler Lockett and Metcalf. But um, I don't know. I don't see them going much higher than this on my list at this point. It's just they're too bad defensively and they're so one player reliant. But they're starting to get running backs healthy, so who knows? Coming in at number five, this is pretty low for this team, but they've it, it's weird because they've had two two game losing streaks. Who knows? Maybe they rebound and then go out another big run. But it's New Orleans Saints. They're ten and four, plus a hundred on the year. Um, it's just really strange that they're they've had four losses and they've had two in the beginning of the season and two at the end of the year. Um, Drew Brees is back, but. To be honest, I don't know if that's necessarily great right now. We'll see. Coming in at number four, I think this is the team I love the most. Um, I, they're just not good enough to be number one, but they're very good. They're 10 and four. It's the Tennessee Titans plus 75. They're number one in turnover differential. They're number two in total yards. They're number two in rushing. They're number one in scoring in the league. But here's their flaw. They gave up 390 yards of offense per game. It's the worst of any team on this list. Coming in at number three, it's the Buffalo Bills. 11-3 on the year, plus 67. 22 takeaways. It's fourth in the NFL. They're kind of underratedly good on defense. And Josh Allen has been uh, an MVP candidate at, you know, at least that. Uh, he's played fantastic. Obviously, I crucified him at the beginning of the year. I said he wasn't that great. He's proved me wrong. Coming in at number two, it's Green Bay. Uh, they're 11-3, plus 95 on the year. Listen to this. Number eight in rushing offense, number eight in passing offense. They're the only team in the NFL in the top 10 in both, and they're eighth in both categories. 31 points per game. They're only one of three teams that uh, score that. But here's another team that does. It's Kansas City. They're the best team in the league, 13 and one, uh, plus 125 in the year, number one in total offense, number one in passing offense, number one or number four in turnover differential, and number one in points per game. Uh, Kansas City is a juggernaut. Everybody keeps talking about how they've played a bunch of close games the last several weeks. Well, three of the last four are against some pretty elite defenses. Uh, Miami was in there. Uh, Tampa was in there. And uh, there was another one in there. Thanks. But who cares? The Saints. So, like, come on. You know, those those three defenses around the league are known pretty well as being very good. And they've just been doing whatever they want. So, at this point, I think Patrick Mahomes is probably um, who I would vote MVP of the league simply because of uh, what they were able to do. And Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey are unguardable at this point. So that's my list. Um, it's about as good of a list as I feel I've had. Um, you know, as low as I am on Pittsburgh and the Rams this week, coming in at 10 and 11, I feel that every single team on this list can win a Super Bowl. Every single team, including the Rams and, and, and Steelers. Uh, the only thing I'll say of all the teams, there's two that I feel like have the, the, the lowest or the highest, how should I say this? The lowest ceiling, I guess I should say. The Browns and the Dolphins, I think, have the, the lowest ceiling of all these teams simply because I don't love their quarterback. Everybody else, I feel like I could bet to win a Super Bowl and uh, feel great about it. 
if I had to bet on the Dolphins or the Browns, I wouldn't feel as great, even though they have qualities that can take you deep in the playoffs. At the end of the day, I can't remember the last team that won a Super Bowl that didn't have solid QB play. Now, Baker's been great. Two has been great. Neither of them have been turning the ball over. But it's also not January, and it's also not a playoff game. And it wouldn't be the biggest game of either of their lives yet. So, outside of Ryan Tannehill, I think those are the only quarterbacks that would be playing in the biggest game of their lives. If you went down this list, you know, Josh Allen probably would also fall in that category. But Mahomes, Rodgers, Breeze, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, Jared Goff have all played in bigger games than any simple playoff game would be. So, um, I love all the teams on this list, and I feel great. Yeah, um... It's it's a good list. I mean, at this point, it's a bunch of playoff teams mashed together yeah. and where you think they're going yeah. to land. Um, I think our list is, like are very diverse this year or this week when they're normally not um, in terms of where people land. Um, 2020 has been real weird. It's going to continue into 2021 when the Steelers are in the Super Bowl. However, it was easy to leave them off the top 10. They're just not a top 10 team. It's if I appreciate the love as a co-host to put them on there at number 10. They deserve to be 10. I'm, I'm interested to see who you have above them. If you watch the last month of football, kind of yeah. makes you throw up in your mouth a little bit. It's got to be what have you done for me lately. And they, the last three weeks, the Jets have better numbers and points scored, points allowed, turnover differential. So we'll just start there. The Steelers and the Rams both left off my list. There's too many good teams for a team to lose to the winless Jets in week 14 and still make the list. I don't think anyone pushed harder as an advocate for the Rams as I did yeah. over the last two weeks. But um, they both got to be off my list at 11-3, and 9-5. I'm going to kick it off at number 10, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They simply stay on the list. They win super ugly. It's it, it's Sometimes it's cringy when you're watching them. But at any moment, they can become unstoppable. They have so much talent on both sides of the ball that when it's clicking, it's unstoppable. How far will they make it in the playoffs? We'll see. But they've got everything you need to win in the playoffs. It's just, will they use it the right way? Um, number nine, I have the Ravens. They're on a three-game win streak, and their offense is simply unlike any other offense in the league. They're hard to game plan against. They can't. They're they're probably going to enter the playoffs on a five-game win streak. Um, it's very possible the AFC North can have three 11 and five teams in the playoffs, with the Ravens being one of them. Um, they need to throw the ball a bit better, and their defense has been underperforming. But I believe they can get it right. Um, they've been out with some big pieces the last few games, and they've still been competitive, if not winning games. Number eight, Seattle Seahawks. Um, they've won four of their last five. Russell Wilson has to be one of the most complete quarterbacks, if not the most for some people in the league. Their defense, six straight games, allowing under 25 points. You want to talk about a complete turnaround. The Seahawks have been winning games close because of their defense the last few few weeks in the NFL as to where they were just outscoring people. So this team has shown they can do it both ways. Jamal Adams leads all DBs in sacks. I think he broke the NFL record for sacks in a season for DB. So um, they've got playmakers, and the defense is really starting to contribute with the offense. Number seven, Miami Dolphins. I think they could easily be higher on this list. Mm-hmm. I totally disagree on the quarterback take. Maybe that's a conversation for a different pod. 
but this team started one and three with Ryan Fitzpatrick. They are eight and two in their last 10 games. And one of those losses is to the Chiefs, who they outplayed for most of the game. But this team has had injuries at running back. They've had COVID problems at running back. Devontae Parker's missed games. And Tua's still getting it done. Granted, they are led by the defense, which helps a young quarterback. But I think this team has all the intangibles to win a Super Bowl and be very competitive in the playoffs. Number six, the Browns. The Browns are are such a good team. Their defense is, I think they have the worst defense on this list, on the 10. They have big problems in the back end. Denzel Ward helped that in their last game. Again, it was against the Giants passing game with Colt McCoy. But Denzel Ward changes that defense. They have him back. This offense, after losing OBJ, is one of the scariest offenses in the league. Baker, as you alluded to, 15 touchdowns, only one pick. Their running attack is remarkable. Their tight ends, at the emergence of Donovan Peoples-Jones opposite of Jarvis Landry. Baker's just playing point guard, and it's it's kind of fun to watch from a neutral perspective. Uh, number five, your your Titans, your beloved Titans. I think uh, I think in the playoffs without the Patriots being there, I think the Titans are uh, are your closet team this year. I think you'll be rooting for them every game. Yeah. Uh, Mike Vrabel, Logan Ryan, Derek Henry, Tannehill's fourth in the league in QBR. What an absolute Pro Bowl snub! Terrible. However. I know it's only two, three-point difference between the Chiefs, Packers, and Titans, but they are number one in scoring. A.J. Brown, Corey Davis has exploded the last few weeks. This team poses a lot of problems, and when it comes to, to late cold-weather games, gosh, Derrick Henry's the best running back in the NFL. Number four, Saints. I'm not going to punish them too much. Uh, Drew Brees had a slow start. They lose Cameron Jordan on a terrible, terrible ejection. And they play the Chiefs to a three-point game. I'm not going to talk much about the the, the fumble they could have recovered. Plays happen in a game. But they played the Chiefs to three points. I think that's something to be said. The Chiefs are unanimously the number one team in, in the league. They are two wins ahead of every other team currently. And the, Chief, the, the Saints showed they can beat them. So, so they're, they're number four. Number three is the Packers. Uh, third most points scored. Alluded to that. Aaron Rodgers, is he the MVP? I think a lot of people have him there. Some people have him second. But that offense, Adams, Jones, Mahomes, or not Mahomes, excuse me, Rodgers, uh, Robert Tanyan at tight end. No one's really talking about him much. The offense can do anything they want whenever they want. The only worry I have about the Packers, they are 10-1 and against losing record teams. They're 1-2 and against winning record teams. They haven't been challenged too much this year. And we're going to learn a lot when they play the Titans this coming up week. That's going to be one of the best games of the weekend. Number two, Bills. Josh Allen's a man on fire, 20 first downs in every game at least. They they play a bad team, they blow them out. They play a good team, they win. They just destroyed the Broncos. They had a two-game skid early against the Titans and Chiefs, which are both in our top five, no shame there. And a Hail Mary away from losing to the Cardinals, or else this team would be 12-2. 12, 12 and be talked about just as much as the Chiefs are. The Bills are, I think, as easy as some people put the Chiefs at one. I think it's that easy of a decision for most people, I think, to put the Bills at two. Um, but the Chiefs are number one, 13-1, and one, um, second most points scored in the league, 125-point differential is the best. They have, I believe, the MVP winner, in my opinion, in Patrick Mahomes. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey seem to be unguardable. I just think uh, just something to look out for is, you know, 
maybe you do something so much that it's just natural and they do the impossible a lot. They make incredible plays look super easy and they do it routinely. Mm -hmm. Um, You alluded to it. They have six straight wins by six points or less. I think the more concerning thing, I know the chiefs can split up points, but there's only been twice this year. They've held opponents under 20 points. They allow quite a bit too. So as miraculous as their offense is, I think there's some exploitations on that defense. And the one game they lost to the Raiders, the Raiders had like 41 minutes of possession. When you look at teams like the Titans, the Browns, the Ravens, these are all teams that may not be better, but on the right day can catch the Chiefs. So I'm not going to pencil them into the Super Bowl just yet, but to say they're not the number one team would just be doing a disservice. But uh, that's the list. And thank you for putting the Steelers at 10, but... (laughs) <laughs> I tried to be as completely unbiased and if I yeah. watched any other team do what they've done the last month there's just no way you could say that they're better than the rest and two other teams I didn't talk about I think the Cardinals are playing good football they've got some good wins on the season and um, it was really really hard for me to leave the Colts off this list they're I was going incred- to ask you about the Colts they're an incredibly balanced team they're, they're probably my number 11 they're incredibly balanced the defense plays well. Darius Leonard, DeForest Buckner, uh, the rookie Blackman, Xavier Rhodes, they're all playing well on defense. And Phillip Rivers isn't turning the ball over. Their running game's getting going with Jonathan Taylor finally kicking into it. Nareem Hines, they've got a really good one-two punch. Really hard to leave the Colts out. But um, the AFC might have the entire playoffs with 10 or more wins. It's actually looking more likely than, than not. So. Hey, I, got, I, got a, I got a couple of questions. You already answered the Colts when I was wondering where you, where they fell for you. Um, mm-hmm. So I want to back up to my Miami comment. Okay. So Ryan Fitzpatrick, probably not the guy that needs to be in there, but I would feel better with a more veteran esque quarterback, even like a Phil Rivers. Or I, I guess, mean, I guess my thing is, as you alluded to, kind of um, playing in big games. Yeah. I honestly think that Tua's experience at Alabama was bigger games than Ryan Fitzpatrick's ever played. Tua has an incredible calmness to his to his game. He, it doesn't ever seem like he gets rattled, and it seems like he's he's very efficient. Just do whatever's needed in the play. If we got a punt, we can punt. Yeah. Let the defense win games. I I think it's kind of um, you know, if you're gonna have a young quarterback, you need an elite defense. And they have mm-hmm. that. I think they kind of cancel each other out. And every time you watch this Dolphins team, they just, like I said, eight and two in the last 10 games. And yeah. one of those losses to the Chiefs where, God, they threw everything they could at them, but it just fell short. So uh. I, I, I think, you know, you're kind of right in a sense, you know, two has played in some big games and he's had some massive moments. I mean, literally his career defining moment came when they brought him in, in the national championship yeah. game when they were down and he brought them back to the, to win the national championship. I mean, that alone, it's huge. Like you said, he doesn't get rattled. Maybe I'm wrong Adam. Maybe I'm wrong. I just think some, some players there, it's not a very common thing, but playing for Alabama, you've seen, I think it's like what helps Deshaun Watson when he was playing in the playoffs, he took an inferior Texans team in one games, you know, and, 
God, they, they blew the lead to the Chiefs, but I think we put that more on the defense. But when you play for Clemson's and Alabama's and you're playing in those national championships, when you come to the NFL, you can kind of reflect on that kind of pressure and you, you know you kind of feel like you've done it before. Yeah. Uh, I got another question. It doesn't have to be long-winded. I mean, feel free if you want. If Odell Beckham doesn't come to Cleveland, is Freddie Kitchen still the head coach? No. You think that he was as much of a problem as Odell being on this team? I do, and and the and the only examples I have of that is the Browns were getting blown out a lot last year. Yeah. And secondly, Freddie Kitchen's on the microphone. Freddie Kitchen was terrible yeah. in press conferences. Yeah. It never really seemed like he knew what was going on. And they cleaned out the GM and the head coach. I think that change was coming regardless because I think the owner, maybe before any of us, saw what he had, what he had built, and he needed the right people. And um, at this point, I really don't see another coach outside of Kevin Stefanski, maybe Sean McDermott, that wins coach of the year. I think Kevin Stefanski's got it all but wrapped up. Um. Okay. I know we uh we have Green Bay and we have Buffalo flipped. Yeah, two and okay. three. Yep. I think those are pretty similar teams, honestly, as far as what they do attacking teams and and what they've done on the season. I'm just kind of curious if those two teams were to meet up in the Super Bowl, who would you take? I would take the Bills. Would you really? They would. Interesting. I, and and the the thing is, is I I think the Packers, I don't think they're going to make it again because. I just don't think they've truly been tested enough. I uh, Hypothetical, I, though. Hypothetical. We're talking they both make it. It is the Super Bowl. It's a neutral field. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers has a lot of experience in playoff games, and he's won himself a Super Bowl before. You would still take the Bills. I'd take the Bills, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm. it's tough. I put, I put Green Bay over there simply because I think that they – they're, I think they're extremely equal to the Bills. They both have one very good passing weapon. Their quarterbacks are both dynamite. Um, Tredavious White to Jair Alexander. Yeah, they're, they're um, extremely Davis, similar. Adam, both playing cold weather, newer it's coaches. Just, the Bills running game comes from their quarterback yeah. more than running backs. And that's... Yeah. But it's, both the quarterbacks are playing lights out. That would be a fantastic Super Bowl. Yeah. As far as your comment about the Titans, unfortunately Tom Brady still has a chance in the Super Bowl, so I'll be rooting with him. But if oh, Tom Brady Bucks. were out, if Tom Brady were out, I would definitely be rooting for the Titans. I like the Titans. I think Titan uh, Super Bowl. They're a, they're a fun uh, the Titans are a fun watch, man. They made the they made it deep in the playoffs two years in a row. So. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh that's pretty much all I got for today. What do you think? Yeah, I mean I don't have much. Um I guess just I know I've tried to add a lot of members to the Real Talk Facebook group, and yeah. uh, I'm glad you guys joined it. If this is your first time listening, uh, we definitely encourage comments on what you think or posting your own top tens because, you know, we just enjoy lists. And, um, you know, a lot of players on these teams we just named are, are listeners of the pod. They're, they're friends. So, you know, it's it's nice they hear us from time to time. So I'm sure they'll peep the comments and hear you too. But, Thanks for listening, and gosh, go Steelers, I suppose, man. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, New England's out of it. It's going to be the first time in a really long time and only the second time pretty much in my fandom. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm 
I've always told myself, you know, because obviously being a Patriot fan is great, but at the same time, it can be pretty annoying when people say you're either a bandwagon fan or you're a front runner. And I've always said, like, what makes you not a bandwagon fan? They always say, well, when they start to lose. Well, here I am. I'm here. I ain't going nowhere. Okay. And uh, I'm here for the rebuild if that's what it's going to be. If it's not, and hopefully we were able to get a quarterback in the offseason. And if, even if that's Cam Newton, get the team settled, get some offensive pieces, and we'll move on. And, uh, yeah, that's all. That's for a whole nother pod, though. Uh, guys, thanks for listening. Keep a lookout. We're going to drop an NBA episode. Um, hope you guys dig that, too. We're excited about NBA tip-off tonight, and uh, we'll put our predictions out there. So, Brad, thank you. Take care, sir. Yeah, dude. Merry Christmas, guys. Yeah, Merry Christmas, guys. Take care.